Hello there, my name is Emmanuel Lincoln and I come your way once again with God's word which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we come before you today and we ask that you grant us understanding into your word such that, O oh God, the word will make us free and cause us to live to please you in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen today i want to talk to you about the four horsemen and i do not know if this is the first time you're hearing this or you've heard a term elsewhere but this is this is the beginning of an apocalypse that the world will see and is spoken of in the book of revelations chapter 6 and from verse 1 to verse 8 i'll be reading that to you shortly but then i would want to give you some background leading to um, who these horsemen are and what their purpose um, is and and first of all uh, i would like to read for verse 1 revelations chapter 6 and verse 1 uh, it reads and i saw when the lamp opened one of the seals and i heard as it were the, the noise of thunder one of the four beasts saying come and see so the very first thing i want you to take note of here is that it is the lamb of god who was slain for us that is jesus christ it is he that releases these four horsemen you know that because the lamb opened the seal to release them they are from god and this is not the first time that god will be releasing an evil spirit or an evil force upon the world bible talks about when saul had sinned against god the bible says an evil spirit from the lord came upon him when the anointing left him the Bible says we are not ignorant of the devices of the evil one. And many times the Lord has proven himself to use the device of the evil one, the plans and plots of the devil, even to his advantage. And so this is one of the many um, instances that God has actually used the plot of the enemy to his advantage. So first they have been released from God. And what is their purpose? Their purpose is to help the world to know that they have need for a savior. These horsemen spiritually have been released into the earth realm to help man know and realize his need for God, to give the church an advantage, to give the church the opportunity to reveal the glory of the Lord. Because once the world ran out of answers, the church now can step up and be that source of restoration that the world is looking for. And so this is one of the many ways God is telling the world, you need me. The third thing that I want to point out to you also is that this is a vision that John saw, okay? And in that vision, he saw horsemen. And that gives the impression that um, just like some time ago in the Bible, in the book of Job, Bible says, when the sons of God presented themselves to God, the Bible says the enemy 
came also and God asked the devil where have you been and the devil answered and says from moving to and fro on earth so the devil had the power to move around the earth and to cause changes and to influence and so the spiritual symbolism of a horse is for the ability of a spirit to move from one part of the earth or one part of the world to the other to be able to influence the entire globe okay and so that is the the, the meaning the essence or the symbolism of a horse um, spiritually that is why they are known as the four horsemen in other words they have been given authority to afflict the world to afflict the earth in in not just one location but everywhere around great so now that we've been given this background let us get into who these four horsemen are and what they've been sent um, to do so the very first one in verse 2 when the first seal was opened john says and i saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and to conquer there are key things here that i want us to take note of first of all a white horse now the color white denote positivity purity and truth that is what that is what the color white denotes however remember this is an evil spirit from the lord sent to afflict the earth so it it could not possibly be something good the bible talks about the the devil parading himself as the angel of light and i want to read to you a scripture from second corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 and it says and no marvel for satan himself is transformed into an angel of light so satan has a habit of parading himself as an angel of light just to deceive men and so the main purpose of this first horseman is to deceive the nations of the world even though he sits on a white horse which depicts truth he is actually spreading falsehood even though he he depicts purity he is actually spreading impurity and so i, I like to read from matthew chapter 24 when jesus spoke about the signs of his coming uh, matthew chapter 24 verse 5 it says for many shall come in my name saying i am christ and shall deceive many L- verse 11 reads it says and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many and because of in because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold so the very first thing that we need to take note of which is one of the key signs of the coming of the lord is deception and this angel has been released into the world or the earth realm such that he could spread falsehood and so this is the power that is backing all the false prophets and false teachings we see today and the idea is for them to lead the world into destruction bible says for the lack of knowledge my people are destroyed and so this is one of the powerful weapons of the enemy to lead the world into destruction to let the world know that they have no need for god so this is 
very very important for us as a church to to note now the bible says this angel had been given a bow now what is the spiritual significance of a bow Uh, there is no need speaking in physical terms who would own a bow without an arrow a bow always goes with an arrow now john says when he saw this horseman this horseman had a bow in his hand now that tells us this spirit has already shot the arrow in the bow now what does this mean spiritually to us i want to read to you from ephesians chapter 6 ephesians chapter 6 i'll be reading from verse 15 to 16. it says stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked now i just read to you a passage of the scripture that talks about the armor of god and paul was admonishing the church of ephesus to take the shield of faith wherewith they can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one now what are fiery darts you see a dart is like an arrow that is shot now, paul describes this particular dart as a fiery dart in other words a dart that is burning with fire and he's comparing it to false information or falsehood now deception is very powerful because it destabilizes a man's mental capacity now when you are given a wrong information it affects what you think it influences what you do it changes your perspective of things and so that is one of the powerful weapons of the enemy against the church and the world because once a fiery dart is shot it does not just impact you know the target where it was shot to but it burns around and then spreads quickly that is how fire spreads so this horseman that has been released into the earth realm his his mandate is to spread falsehood like how fire burns and he shoots that fiery dart or fiery arrow towards a specific target mainly using the media to spread falsehood such that in a very short possible time a certain knowledge or certain information is spread across the world which is not true and once this false information gets to people one thing it does is that it's it starts fear you know it, it provokes fear and when people are afraid they do a lot of wrong things and that is what the bible says for the lack of knowledge my people perish and you see in addition to the bow john says he saw a crown on its head and this is the only horseman described in revelation 6 with a crown and that tells you that in these last days falsehood shall reign deception shall reign many men many people shall bow to falsehood it is not surprising that many people are running to false teachers that false prophets are are, are hosting services which see large crowds of people in attendance this tells you that the enemy knows what he's doing amen so this is what the first horseman has been given power to do and the bible says in second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 that the god of this world has blinded the people of the world and this is the horseman behind this 
And this is to let you know that this spirit has already been released into the world. You have already seen the signs. Okay, so number one, it tells us that the coming of the Lord is near. And number two, this is an advantage for the church. Having understood this, what do we need to do as a church? John chapter 8, 31, 32. He says, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Shall make you free from what? Shall make you free from the spirit of deception. The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, The word was made flesh. Another version says, The word became flesh and dwelt among men. Now, this is the time the church needs to continue in God's word, that the truth will become evident in our lives, that we will show the world what the truth really is. You see, we should not be like babes, blown and tossed about to and fro by the doctrines of men. We need to understand the times. We need to know what God is telling the church. We need, we need to know the truth about what is happening around the world so that we can we can let the world know what truth really sounds like so what kind of deception are we talking about we are talking about the redefinition of what ought to have been and so this spirit um, inspires people inspires institution to change the definition the true definition of the things of values that man lives by you know gradually our conscience of man is tempered with and is made to believe that certain things are even though they are not false evidences are appearing real and man is accepting these things to be even though they are not gradually the definition of truth has changed morality has changed the definition of sexuality has changed definition of the way to the father the definition of love the definition of freedom and rights the definition of who god is the definition of the church the definition of what it means to be kind the definition of discipline and and what it means to be wealthy and the way to riches all these things have changed man has been made to believe that the way to success and wealth is money we live in an information driven world that is powered by social media social media is leading the way definition of truth is what the masses say it is and not what the word of god says is but i'm here to tell you that the standards of god have not changed god has not changed the bible says he's the same yesterday today and forevermore the lord's standards have not changed and that is why jesus in Matthew chapter 24 tells us that many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold so this is the intention of the spirit of deception once definitions change and they begin to redefine what we think we know iniquity would begin to abound just like in Genesis 6 sin abound 
Just like during the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, sin abound when men were sleeping with men and we thought that was right because people did not know the truth. Just like the Bible said, the lack of knowledge leads men to distraction, leads men to a path that destroys them and there shall be the narrow way. And when you see many people pushing and walking the path that leads to the broad way, we this is the time where the church needs to rise and be able to redefine these wrongly defined terms. We need to redefine what morality is. We need to redefine sexuality. The church needs to find its voice today and be able to redirect the world back to God. And instead of doing this, we see the church rather fight against itself. And there is argument today about what tithes is and who should pay tight and there's argument about tongue speaking and there's argument about baptism and what kind of baptism should be as we fight amongst ourselves this spirit continues to deceive the rest of the world and so we need to watch out we need to watch out this is the time where we need to keep to the study of the word so that the word of God will make us remember the standards of God have not changed and to make him proud, we need to reveal what the truth is. And to be able to reveal the truth, you should know the truth yourself. This is what brings us to the end of today's um, episode. We've looked at the first horseman who sits on the white horse and who parades himself as the angel of light. Yes, spreading falsehood in the world and the lack of the correct knowledge is what leads the people of God that leads the people of God into destruction and so we need to be careful we need to stick to God's word the Bible talks about many developing itching ears in our day we want to listen to everything we want to read everything information overload leads us only to destruction and so we need to focus on what is true and keep feeding our souls with truth and that is the only way we can be free of the works of the spirit that has been released into the world. God bless you and see you soon. Hello there, my name is Emmanuel Lincoln and I welcome you to the word of his grace. That is the word of God that is able to build you up and grant you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask for spiritual understanding and empowerment to live truly for you. In Jesus' name, amen. In our last episode, we spoke about one of the signs of the second coming of Christ which has to do with the release of four specific horsemen into the earth realm and each of them had a task to accomplish which eventually will lead the world back to God because 
God has been looking for ways to reveal himself to the world and pushing the world to its limits uh, for what the world to know that there's a need for God is one of the ways the Lord is going to achieve this purpose. And so we spoke about the first horseman who sat on a white horse, who parades himself as an angel of light, yet spreads falsehood. We spoke about what the church needs to do. Today, I'm speaking to you about the second horseman. And I want you to turn your Bibles with me to the book of Revelations, chapter 6. And I read to you from verse 3 and 4. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Now, who is this second horseman, and why is he sitting on a red horse? Now, the color red symbolically refer to the shedding of blood. And like I said in our previous episode, the horse man or the spirit is seen in the spirit realm as sitting on a horse because they've been given power to move from one end of the earth to another to inflict pain and cause many affliction. To throw more light on what this horseman has been empowered to do, I read again to you from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, and and from verse 7. Okay, I'll start from verse 6. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Very interesting. So the mandate of this horseman simply is to take away peace from the earth. So everything that destabilizes the affection of man and begin to cause people to be anxious and worry this spirit has been given the power to do and one of the ways the spirit the bible says the spirit is going to take peace away from the earth is through the introduction of wars and this is not the first time we are hearing of wars they've already been with the first world war the second world war and many are looking looking forward to seeing the third world war Towards the end of the 20th century, uh, we heard of a cold war between Russia and America. Now, another way that this spirit is taking peace away from the earth is the introduction of pestilences and famines, earthquakes. Now, when these things are happening, there's no way any man can live in peace. Of course, even when you go to sleep, you're worried because you don't know what's going to happen the following day. And every now and then we hear that people are dying, you know, from this. And this is what destabilizes the emotions of people. And so this is what the, the, the spirit has been sent um, to do. But to what end? You see, over the years we have seen terrorist groups like Boko Haram, like ISIS. Like, we've heard of these 
terrorist groups okay uh, inflicting uh, fear uh, and a lot of pain you know to people living in various parts of the world and there's a spirit that is backing this up now what god is telling us today is that this is one of the signs of his coming like i mentioned during the last episode it is one of the ways god is trying to tell the world that you do not have it all and you need me you need the kingdom of god this is one of the ways god is trying to let the world know that there is the need for a god whom they do not acknowledge now in such times what does the lord require from us i'm going to read from matthew 24 once again from verse 6 and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that ye be not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet the very first thing that we are told not to do is to allow what is happening around us to trouble our hearts now one of the weapons the enemy leverages to attack believers is anxiety and that is why in Ephesians chapter chapter 6 when Paul speaks about the armor of God he speaks about the helmet of salvation and breastplate of righteousness I read to you from Ephesians 6 from verse 5 from verse 14 he says stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked now look at two major things and having on the breastplate of righteousness now the breastplate is uh, an aspect of god's armor or even in physical terms you know back in the day when um soldiers used to wear proper armor for battles now the the breastplate was an aspect of the armor that protected the heart and the chest of the individual and they understood how important the heart is and once a man's heart stops beating that's it you know and so the breastplate was mainly worn to protect your heart to protect your heart now if you look at verse 17 verse 17 talks about the helmet of salvation which is meant to protect your head so that's another aspect that was so so important your mind and then your heart now i want to read to you another scripture from proverbs proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 it says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life i'd like to read the same scripture to you from the niv bible the new international version reads proverbs 4:23 above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it so god is telling us the importance of protecting the heart now why do i keep making emphasis on protecting the heart protecting the heart you see the heart of man is associated with his soul and the soul is the seat of your emotions 
and so anything that affects your emotions affects your heart the bible says in proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 that as a man thinks in his heart so is he what the man considers in his heart that is who he truly is so if a man thinks i cannot do this or i cannot do that truly he cannot do it and that is why in proverbs we are told to guard our hearts because out of it are the issues of life out of it flows whatever it says what for everything you do flows from it so if you want to change a man you change the man from within you change the man from how he thinks you destabilize the man from his soul now how can the enemy do this by making you hear and see things that are troubling and that is why jesus tells us in matthew chapter 24 that be ye not troubled at heart because that is what everything that is happening around us would make you do now once you are shaken at heart once you are troubled and you become afraid then the enemy now has the authority to enter your life and plunder that which belongs to you now remember when god bragged about job and and mentioned to the enemy have you seen my servant job the enemy's response was this have you not formed a hedge around him now how did the enemy gain entrance through that hedge to affect job's life like 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 we know or like happened bible says job himself said in the book of job chapter 3 and verse 25 for the thing which i greatly feared is come upon me and that tells us that you know all this while job entertained fear in his heart and because he entertained fear in his heart it granted the enemy entrance into his life to begin to plunder his house kill his children to take away his wealth and to drive his wife away from him so you see fear is what gives the enemy entrance into your life the enemy does not have any authority over you the enemy does not have any power over your life but if the enemy can shake you from within and make you afraid you the individual rather opens the door for the enemy to enter to now begin to afflict your life you see when we are afraid we fear the unknown fear is the expression of uncertainty we are afraid of what we do not know might happen and so the fact that we are afraid doesn't mean it has happened we are afraid that we may contract coronavirus that doesn't mean we've already contracted the disease but the fear is what opens the way for the enemy to begin to afflict us so what if we don't fear what if we don't allow the enemy entrance into our hearts that is it then no wrong no evil can come away but fear is what opens the door and so god is telling us do not be destabilized be anxious for nothing and the peace of god that let me read that scripture to you philippians chapter 4 verse 6 it says be careful for nothing by in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and minds through christ jesus so proverbs says guard your hearts how do we guard our hearts paul is telling the church of philippi 
that be anxious for nothing. So do not let anything that is happening around you take your peace away. Take your peace away. Let me just put the icing on the cake. In Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 5. And then verse 9. I'm reading to you from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they who make peace. They are the peacemakers. It's not just talking about resolution of conflict between two people. Okay? But he's talking about those who are able to live peacefully with themselves. If you are already disturbed on the inside, there's no way you can be an influence to others. There's no way you can be a blessing unto others. So God needs you to be peaceful. I don't know what is what is destabilizing your mind or your heart. But see, all the things that you hear around you, coronavirus or not, the rumors of war or not, the possibility of an impending third war or not, the possibility of a vaccine that might cause people to bow to the beast or not, no matter what you hear, no matter what you see, remember, there is a spirit that is moving around and across the face of the earth that is causing people to be afraid, that is taking peace away from the world. The enemy does not have authority over your home. The enemy does not have authority over your life. The enemy does not have authority over what you might be going through. You might be jobless. You may not have money. But listen, the enemy does not have any authority over anything in your life until you grant him the authority to do so. And one of the ways to grant him that authority is through fear. And so Jesus is telling us, do not be troubled because this is only the beginning of sorrows. So do not the rumors, do not allow the rumors of terrorists, do not allow the rumors of wars to destabilize your heart. Because this is what the enemy is looking for. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on the helmet of salvation. Meditate on God's word. And when you do so, you would protect yourself from that which is happening in the world. And that is what Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 tells us. Instead of being anxious about everything, he says that which is good, that which is pure, that which is excellent, these are the things you should be thinking about. Meditate on God's word. It will help you settle. It will help you calm yourself down. And once you have become a peacemaker, you can now influence the world with the peace that is from within. You cannot give something you don't have. Those of us who pretend we've made ourselves counselors, we counsel people. Don't try to give out peace when you don't have. Restore your own peace. Live in peace with yourself. Be at peace. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. So when your mind is stayed on God, He keeps your heart in perfect peace. Social media is connecting us to everything that is happening happening around us. And so we get to know information. But 
filter out what you see and what you hear. God needs you to be at peace so he can use you to influence others. So he can use you to supply peace to them who lack it. Remember, there is a horseman, a spirit that has been released. So when you hear rumors of wars and you hear wars and you hear pestilences and things that are taking the peace of men away, do not be alarmed, do not be troubled. It is part of God's plan to let the world know that there is a need for a savior. And God is using his church to reveal his glory. Be at peace and be that vessel that God can use to make peace in the world. God bless you. Amen.